Welcome, my friends, to Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat, the podcast that never ends, where we gather our clan and talk about the peace and love in our lives, the difficulties along the journey, and how we rise up from them. We will experience a little thing I call cluberty together, and by the end of the show, we're going to find our sweet spot. I'm Uncle Dave, and our transformation starts right here. Hey now, and how are you doing? I want to welcome you to the next episode of Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat. Today we're bringing on America's Supermom, Lachelle Atkins, and you just got to hear all of her story, but not only her story. The amazing thing is all the things that she does with the resources she has, the resources she finds, and she becomes queen of Clubhouse. So that's where we met, and she's all over. She knows everybody. My friend Chris Salem and Davey Williams, I was just talking to the, both of them, and they're like, oh, Lachelle's amazing. So good morning. How are you doing? I, I'm doing well. I'm so glad that we got connected as well. I love your energy, and I love being on stages with you on Clubhouse because you always bring so much value. So I'm excited to be here today. Yeah, I think that's what we do is if we're going to show up, we have to try to bring value wherever we are either by helping move the process along or adding new energy and new thoughts to the group. Absolutely. Let's just take the elephant out of the room, and we'll talk about elephants, of course, because your room is how to eat an elephant in 21 days. And mm-hmm. So how did you become America's super mom? I mean, you have 15 children, and I did mm-hmm. say that correctly, 15 <laughs> children. God bless you. I, I have two biological daughters, and sometimes that's more than enough for me. I feel you. Okay, I know I have nine daughters, so pray for me when you are uh, dealing with yours and six sons. So, yeah. But I think, you know, really it is um, to me, it's a brand, but a lifestyle. Um, when I got into coaching, I had a um, coach from the uh, UK who uh, was my business coach for a while. And there was a segment in uh, the Atlanta News that was covered for us. I think we had maybe 14 or 15 on the way. And they titled the um, media broadcast as Supermom. And so um, she wanted all my media clips, all the things that I had done. And she was like, well, why don't you just use America's Supermom? Um, So, you know, that's what stuck. And it really is symbolic to me also because for years I was an only child, high achiever, and I was really in search for that American dream. So for years I didn't work. Um, I just felt like, you know, I couldn't have a career and be a good mom at the same time. So um, due to that, I just kind of lived life through my children, and that was really. Uh, my sole purpose, I believe, was to um, make sure that they're okay. And and that happened at the expense of myself. But um, as I went on my journey and really found peace with uh, being a mom and um, a successful business person, I just made peace and created my own version of the American dream, hence America's Supermom. I felt that embodied uh, my career and being a mom. So that's pretty much a nutshell how that came about. 
Yeah, that's incredible. You know, a lot of times as parents, and I would put my mom in that same category of you do for others. As a mom, as a parent, we often put our children ahead of us, which, you know, in a lot of ways we should. But we Mm -hmm. sometimes lose ourselves, and that's where I'm going with this, is I know recently, a couple of years ago, as my dad was transitioning and I was taking on more and more responsibilities, I once said to my mom, you now have a chance to be who you want to be. And she didn't know who she wanted to be. And that sounds like it happened to you as well. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I was on that uh, train for 13 years. I was hospitalized three times. And that is really what uh, makes me passionate about what I do in terms of empowering women and helping them with clarity, confidence, and focus. Um, Because I can't get those 13 years back. I can't turn back the hands of time and, you know, prevent those hospitalizations. However, now, uh, you know, I use those lessons that I've learned about, you know, not having boundaries, not engaging in self-care, people pleasing. I mean, the list goes on and on with the things that I've learned that I now actively uh, work to incorporate those uh, lessons into my daily routine. And it has just been uh, a totally different life for me, outlook, um, all the things that I'm able to participate in. I mean, it just is amazing uh, simply with uh, having a different mindset, you know, transitioning from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And uh, I think the biggest thing for me was learning how to collaborate. Because I was uh, raised as a high achiever, and that was really all I knew was to uh, excel with academics. That really, to me, bred a um, scarcity mindset. I was very competitive, uh, didn't know how to ask for help, um, very self-driven. Uh, and you know, when I went through the period of depression, I really didn't know how to ask for help, you know, and I believe that it was something wrong with me because I should have the answers. You know, if you're excelling in academics, you think there shouldn't be a problem you can't solve. So that was really my mindset of thinking that I didn't need help and I just didn't know how to ask for help. But once I was able to overcome that, it has just been like night and day, uh, total 180. So I'm happy to be where I am today. That's the bring a bat piece. Again, when mm-hmm. I talk about bring a bat, it's not about violence. It's finding out what your non-negotiables are and mm-hmm. what you need to do to make sure that you're able to be successful in your life. But that balance in life, that's also what the bring a bat is, making sure you have the appropriate balance for you. And everybody's balance is going to be different. So true. Yeah, and I think... Um, Definitely, you know, non-negotiables are something to really be mindful of. I mean, um, that whole thing about putting your oxygen mask on first, uh, that is just so true. And I just, for years, I was under the uh, belief that I was giving my best, that I was uh, pouring from a full cup and uh, every day was just an empty cup. You know, it was just survival mode. It was um, autopilot, you know, just no real, you know, everything was drop everything and go. 
you know, if anybody called and needed something, you know, uh, it was just so much to wear. Uh, I was so uh, outward driven, seeking validation from other people. And now it is a totally different life. I mean, I never thought I would see this type of peace and um, it's just great. Yeah. So I'm excited to be where I'm at today. Yeah, when you find that right balance for you, it's really powerful. Not only are you a mom of 15, and how many grandchildren do you have? Three. Three. Okay, so uh, we're getting the numbers up, right? Uh, But, (laughs) no, as you balance, I know you assist with your grandson, and the balance is is really important to talk about. You've had some mental health challenges, and we all need to Mm -hmm. talk about that. That's one of the Mm -hmm. reasons why I have this podcast. I want to hear stories like yourself where you've met the challenge, and then you faced the challenge, and you've helped overcome, and now you're looking to help other people. Now, Mm -hmm. how did you actually make that switch, that mindset shift? Back in the day, you know, high achiever, <laughs> like a dog with a bone not giving up. Um, I just was channeling a lot of my energy to things that I couldn't control. So, you know, if I just think back to my childhood growing up, um, the bar that I set for myself was always um, academics. And I just learned how to navigate and be successful with academics. However, that was very self-driven. You know, um, I can control how much I study, you know, what questions I ask, you know, I can control my work. And that's all I knew was to um, have a life where um, the things that I was striving for, I felt were in my control. You know, I can control if I got enough rest, went to class on time and things like that all the way through my college career. So that same energy, I was just trying to transfer to having a family. And um, there are so many moving parts with family that you just cannot control. You know, I cannot (laughs) control and micromanage my kids and everything they do and you know, all these other forces, it just really set me up for uh, a fantasy type of thinking. And I held myself to that standard with these issues that were outside of my control. So once I was able to learn that um, I could only control me, you know, how I respond and what I actually do, that that's when the light bulb really went off and understanding how, you know, I fit into every different uh, scenario. And um, that's the thing that allows me to see that, you know, having a, a fixed mindset was really giving my power away because it was um, putting me on this somewhat of a roller coaster where, you know, every day, my standards would change. They would not be the same because uh, my husband's a pastor. He's also an officer in the military. And so every time I went to different platforms where it involved leadership or whatever, um, I felt like I had a different standard. And to me, I would say um, that was a different mask that I would put on. So I would have a mask for community 
work, mass being a uh, class mom and, you know, helping with field trips and soccer mom, you know, for extracurricular activities. And then, you know, pastor's wife. I mean, I just felt like I never was really consistently me every time I got on a different platform and a different audience, you know, things would change. So once I really figured out that I was in control of me and I can choose how I want to respond and what it, what my core values were, that's when things really changed for me. Once we become our most authentic self and embrace that rather than mm-hmm. being Lachelle, the mom, Lachelle, the wife, uh, mm-hmm. and all these other pieces. And obviously you had a high bar for yourself as well. Having one child, you very quickly learned that no matter what you want and how you wanted, uh, as much control as you want to have, that's not going to happen. It's sort of out of your control because it's another human being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So learning that, I think that was the biggest game changer because, um, you know, knowing that you can't control things outside of you. You know, I was just exuding all my energy, trying to control these variables that just were not, you know, it just didn't make sense. You know, but once I learned how to look in and be an example, and, you know, there's so much power in being an example. You know, you can inspire people to really change rather than trying to force them to change. You know, and one uh, story that comes to mind is uh, one of our daughters, we had to do, um, you know, end of the year award ceremonies. So I can't remember how many we had in school at the time. I want to think maybe it was uh, nine or (laughs) 10, one of them. And so my youngest, she, at the time, did not get as many awards as the rest of our siblings because we had to go to different um, award ceremonies. You know, they were based on what grade level they were on. So her own siblings, they all got more awards than her. And she just cried. She was just devastated. She just kept crying. And so I uh, sat her down when we got home and I said, do you even know how they got these awards? And so she was like, no, but they just got more than me. And I sat down and talked to her. I said, well, they got these for, you know, whatever, all the different behavior. Um, A lot of it was around, you know, going the extra mile, doing their work and things of that nature. So I went through the awards and explained to her. So then um, we, at the beginning of the school year, do vision boards to, uh, help them to understand what it is that they want to strive for. So we were doing our vision boards and she wanted to um, document how many awards that she wanted. And I said, well, do you remember what these awards are going to take? You know, uh, what's the work that you have to do? And so she was like, yeah, I know mommy. I said, okay. So she put her vision board together and uh, throughout the school year, it was the situation where that vision board held her accountable to what she was working towards. You know, if she was somewhere lollygagging, not getting her homework done, I'd say, Faith, do you think that's the kind of behavior that's going to allow you to bring your uh, goal true? 
you know, are you going to be able to get those awards if you're not doing your work to the best of your ability, turning it in early or on time? And she would say, oh, you're right, mommy. And then she would go do her work. So it was, she determined what she wanted to work for. And in that scenario, I was just someone just to help keep her on track and hold her accountable. And I think the more we get out of our own head, out of our own way, we create a space for other people where we can support them and we can give them a voice to really pursue whatever it is that they want. We just help them with the tools to accomplish that. So that to me is a much better place rather than hanging on the balance of, you know, nagging and yelling about them not doing their work. So that's just one example of how, you know, if we really take the time to listen, then we can find ways to help people just remind themselves that they can solve their own problems or they can create their own uh, ways to motivate themselves based on what they hear themselves saying that they want to accomplish. You're listening to Peace, Love, and Bring It Back with me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky. Yeah, I think that's the most important part, mentor, coach, whatever you're using that title uh, to make sure that they're empowered to do it themselves because we can't mm-hmm. be there all the time. Uh, you know, really my first conversation with any potential client is I can't wait till we don't see each other in this setting anymore because mm-hmm. that means you've moved on either because I wasn't the right fit, which is okay, or that you've already overcome the things that we are setting out, our goals. Now, talking about goals, so you have the uh, famous uh, clubhouse room, how do you need an elephant in 21 days? How'd that come about? Yeah, so um, I don't know what I was thinking when I got on Clubhouse, but I thought you had to do a room for three weeks, but it was three consecutive rooms. So I just said, okay, three weeks, 21 days. And um, the elephant mindset is about, Uh, One is facing the hard things, the elephants in the room. And on another uh, side of the coin, it is taking time to bite that elephant one bite at a time. So both of them are, um, we talk about the hard things, the things that people don't uh, want to admit, they ignore, you know, pretend don't exist. And then when we bring those topics up, we talk about them one bite at a time, you know, in terms of creating a realistic strategy. So um, it has really helped me to grow uh, because it's really hard to admit sometimes the things that we're challenged with, but uh, we have created a space to where uh, we allow people to share their perspectives and as a result of everyone feeling comfortable to do so, we're able to really look at ourselves and take a lot of the emotion out of some of these topics and really come to a resolution that, you know, gets us started and gives us just a little bit more momentum to uh, have the confidence to tackle these hard topics, whether they're uh, by ourselves or 
you know, with family and things of that nature. So, you know, it's just really uh, been a great time to uh, create daily transformations. You know, I think we can listen to podcasts. We can, you know, go in different rooms on Clubhouse. We can read different books and talk to different people. But the one piece that really helps us to change and improve is to implement the things that we're uh, learning about. So I love being able to um, discuss these topics, learn in real time, and also find ways to incorporate and change on a daily basis. You had said your challenge was being a self-learner. And I do think that it really does help a community. That's why when on the podcast, I always talk about being on part of a tribe or our clan, which is more mm-hmm. family-like. You know, we, we, we create that safe space and uh, you have a great safe space uh, with the Elephant Room, which Thank is at you. 9.30 uh, Eastern. So if anybody mm-hmm. who has not heard about it and you're on Clubhouse, check it out if you're able to. Uh, you know, I know 9.30 is tough for people uh, who might still be in the corporate world. Uh, and, you know, but if you can even just listen to sometimes, just pop on as a listen. You don't need to be a speaker. You will get gems every day. Uh, so... What's a gem that you can leave us with? Because I know uh, time is short as you're getting everybody ready for school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would say, um, one, be yourself. Uh, Two, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, Do research, I think, if you are afraid to ask for help, you know, just to kind of get you started and warmed up. Um, Speak your truth because, you know, as you do so, uh, you will empower other people to do the same. And, um, you know, the things that you speak your truth about a lot of times are not popular. Um, When we kind of have these um, mindset shifts, you know, it's so um, usual for people to think that, oh, I want to save the world. You know, I want everybody to enjoy uh, this new change that I have. And and while that's well and good, just take it slow, you know, one person at a time, uh, because it is so much easier to work with the community and create that ripple effect than it is to um, climb Uh, the biggest mountain by yourself. So I think if you just take it one day at a time, realize that um, the goal that you may have when it comes to uh, creating change is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so you don't have to do it all tomorrow. You know, you can change it to where it's your lifestyle. It can be a part of who you are. And that's something that you can get better at every day. So having that realistic mindset of realizing that, you know, uh, you're one person. And uh, if you really want to create massive change and value, you know, one way to do that is to uh, take it in bite-sized pieces, you know, one bite at a time. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. And don't only think about the resources that, you know about and by having Mm -hmm. that community you find other resources just talking to other people 
One of the things that I always ask all my guests is there's an R in your heart. And I think I've explained it to you before uh, because the grounding in earth and heart are the same letters, but we rearrange it differently. And that's by mm-hmm. looking like we were just talking about resources. Do you have a special R in your heart? I think for me, it's transparency. You know, for years, I felt like I had to wear a mask and I had to say the right thing and, um, you know, not even knowing what the right thing was supposed to be, you know, but just these things that I've made up in my head. And um, I just have a totally different uh, outlook with life and realizing that um, I don't have to know everything. And part of um, really having a better life is to realize what I don't know and then take an action uh, in improving and being better with that. So um, it's a hard thing to um, expose uh, who you are uh, when you are used to years trying to cover up the flaws and imperfections. But what I have found is that it is in sharing these imperfections that you can connect with more people because, you know, a lot of us don't identify with the highlight reel. You know, it is something that just seems to be unachievable. You know, it's so easy to say, wow, you know, they don't have any problems or, you know, their kids are so well behaved or, you know, they've got this. We just have the ability to imagine things being so perfect and that just makes it more unobtainable. So when you have someone who does have um, a lot of uh, positivity, uh, they're uh, having results and acquiring their uh, dreams and goals and for them to really be open about their journey Uh, you can resonate with the pitfalls and because that's the thing that gives you hope to say, wow, they've experienced the same thing as me. And if they can do it, I can do it. I call it just eliminating the excuses, you know, because someone may say, oh yeah, I, I can be a good mom, but you know, look, she's got more help or whatever. And then when they find out that there's holes in that story that they create, Uh, then it gives them the uh, confidence to say, wow, they did it. I can do it too. Yeah, that's awesome. So I heard a lot of R's. You started off with transparency with has an R in it, (laughs) but you also (laughs) talked about being your real self, you know, and then Uh you talked about respect and realizing a lot of these things. So thank you so much for your time. And, you know, I know your time is valuable. Have a great day. I just want to wish everybody a day and many days of full of peace and love. And when you need to bring a bat, make sure that you do it respectfully. As Lachelle said, be your real self. And thank you and have a great day. I'm really glad that you're enjoying our show. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is brought to you by Launchpad 516 Studios. Executive produced by David Chemetsky and George Andriopoulos. Music selections by James Grant, Zach Nelson, and James Gaither, and licensed through Storyblock. Sound effects and sponsorship music licensed through Epidemic Sound. Peace, Love, and Bring a Bat is hosted with Podbean. Subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share with all of your friends. 
follow us on Facebook at Peace, Love, and Bring a Back. Follow me, Uncle Dave, Dave Shemetsky, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You can find all those links and more info at davidshemetsky.com. For show ideas, feedback, guest inquiries, or just a chat, reach out to me at peacelovebringabat at gmail.com. For sponsorship and media inquiries, reach out to peacelovebringabat at lp516.com. Make sure to follow all the great podcasts produced by Launchpad 516 Studios. Today's journey has come to a close, my friends. I hope the seeds of peace and love continue to grow for each one of you. Remember that peace and love surrounds you and will assist you to rise again. But don't forget to bring it back for what you believe in. Namaste.